Today on Locked on Rockies, the Blake Street Bombers return to Coors Field, and that gives us an opportunity to look at a piece from Purple Row that highlights home runs and the downward trend of them for the formerly known as Blake Street Bomber Colorado Rockies. We'll dive into that and lots more. You are Locked on Rockies, your daily Colorado Rockies podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. For today, the 15th day of September in the year 2023, I'm your host of the Locked On Rockies podcast, Paul Holden, bringing you your daily Colorado Rockies talk right here on the Locked On Podcast and Network. Thank you for making us your first listen of the day. Hey, if you're checking us out on your favorite streaming services, if you're checking us out on the Locked On Rockies YouTube channel, or if you're checking us out on SiriusXM and the SiriusXM app, Thank you so much. Really appreciate it. And uh, thanks for joining us here as we go through yet another Rockies baseball season together here on the Locked On Rockies podcast. I'm your Rockies fan extraordinaire, Paul Holden, bringing you your daily Colorado Rockies talk here. Been following this team my entire life and bringing you your daily Rockies talk for about three years now. Today on the show, we're going to talk about the return of the Blake Street Bombers. I really liked this piece from uh, Joel Milholm in uh, the Purple Row, the Purple Row makes it sound uh, like uh, like you got to be Ohio stating it or something like that. Uh, and because it gives a nice little history lesson, we get to relook at uh, the bombers and such. And uh, I, it also has a basically really good looking uh, home run leader category. And that focuses on hitting 30 home runs. And I think that's a that's a barometer the Rockies need to start getting people back to. And as in that piece points out, I don't really know if you can count on that happening all that much, at least at the time right now. We're going to talk about that. We're also going to look at the Rockies and Giants, how they match up offensively, and uh, talk a little bit about Kyle Freeland and uh, the Roberto Clemente Award, which is pretty cool as well. That's the plan for the show today. Before we dive into everything, today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. FanDuel, make every moment more. Right now, new customers can bet $5 and get 200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started. All right, folks, uh, I want to head over to Purple Row here. This is celebrating the Blake Street Bombers and dreaming of the next iteration here. This is the rock pile from Joel Milholm over here on Purple Row. And uh, the Blake Street Bombers are heading home, and uh, it's going to be cool. The shirt looks really awesome. I'm really jealous. I feel like uh, one thing I'm bummed about missing out in the anniversary celebration this year is I've missed out on all the really cool t-shirts. They are, I like the Denver Bears one. I like the Dinger one. I like this one. I am pretty bummed about uh, missing out on some of those shirts because they look really, really cool. Um, and uh, shout-outs to you. Congrats to you if you were able to get them. I'm sure, honestly, those promos probably go pretty fast there at Coors Field with how many people still go into the ball game and uh, how many people probably wanted their hands on some of that cool stuff there. Uh, but anyway, it points out that when the Bombers were around here and uh, there was basically from 95 to 99, and I, I know, grain of salt, all sorts of stuff. But the Rockies had three straight years of four people hitting over 30 home runs. And then in four out of five years, they had three, uh, four people hitting that many. 
And then you fast forward today and and, and throughout the time, the, the Rockies don't get back to hit, having four home run hitters, uh, over 30 home run hitters uh, ever. They get the most, uh, they have, uh, they top out at three. They do uh, three home run hitters uh, hitting more than 30 home runs in 2004, in 2017, and 2019. Obviously, um, the, the uh, exclusion of 2020 here in this list. And uh, a reminder that this is just talking about Coors Field, especially because it's the Blake Street Bombers. They're uh, obviously that's the whole name. So just kind of wanted to give some 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 uh, parameters there, I guess. But when I look at this, and when I look at successful seasons for the Rockies, I see home runs, and so I really think that power hitting. We've uh, we, we've talked about this a lot, but. If the Rockies have figured out outfield defense, at least with with some of them, and an added bonus that one of them also can provide this power, it it'll be tough in today's today's game and with the Rockies to get four people hitting over thirty home runs. But if the Rockies have two people, that's gonna that that would be massive. If the, it, it, it they haven't had a thirty home run hitter in back to back seasons, and you have seen how stagnant this offense can get without that. And then it's it's completely turned on its head when you look at the Rockies' success in that Cubs series. What led the way? Big-time home runs. I don't want the Rockies to only abide by the three true outcomes, and I think that they to be the best version of themselves is they have to just become really an offensive juggernaut. The future for the Rockies is not going to be getting a-plus pitchers all the time. It's winning the slugfests at Coors Field, and it's out-hitting and dominating other teams and chasing them to a bullpen game in the first part of the series. That's when the when the Rockies have been successful and when they've made the playoffs, they've had players doing damage via the long ball. And, I mean, this this just goes to show it. 2017, Arenado, Blackman, and Mark Reynolds there. 30 home runs each. 37, 37. And C.J. Crone came close last year and in 2021. But that's just C.J. Crone. In 2019 for the Rockies, even in, in, amidst all that struggles and, and the and the missed expectations there, they, they had three people hitting uh, the 30 home runs. And in 2018, they had both Arenado and Story in the 30 home run club. That matters. The Rockies cannot continue to be at the bottom of baseball and home run production. This is not a new topic that we've talked about in this show. So can we look and be hopeful and look ahead and 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 think that, hey, maybe with some of these guys that the Rockies have, that the Rockies are going to be able to, to recreate the uh, the the home run impact of the past and get the Rockies back to a team uh, that can do damage via the long ball. Joel Milholm uh, in her piece says it's it's hard to imagine, and I agree. And I want to read a little bit here from from this here. CJ Crone was close, hitting 28 in 2021 and 29 in 2022. Blackman has hit 30 twice in his career, but not since 2019. And at 37, he's not going to hit those numbers again. Chris Bryant, who's only 31 and has a better chance at a power resurgence, has also done it twice, but not since 2019. Ryan McMahon has hit 24, 23, 20, and 23 in the last four full seasons and might be the kind of player who hits 30 in a season. 
The roster just has a different makeup than the Rockies of yore. Helton hit 30 or more homers six times in his career. Oh, my God. He was so freaking good. Topping out at 49 in 2001. Castilla also did it six times with his career best 46 coming in 1998. Walker hit or surpassed 34 times with 49 being his highest in his MVP season in 1997. Galarraga passed 35 times, four times as a Rocky with his best season coming in 1996 when he hit 47. Burks smashed 30 or more homers four times with two of those seasons as a Rocky, including his career best mark of 40 in 1996. Could there be a Rockies roster in the near future with four players that hit 30 homers? It's hard to imagine. However, if Nolan Jones stays at his current pace of hitting one homer every 19.31 at-bats, which is the best on the team, he could hit about 25 homers next year. If Bryant can hit a homer every 25.40 at-bats and stay healthy, it could give the Rockies three players with 20 or more homers. Perhaps Rockies fans could even dream of a Blake Street light bombers if Montero can keep smashing. At least it would be a start. And I think that's the focus here. We shouldn't have to immediately jump to 30 because... With this team and with this Rockies iteration, that's getting ahead of ourselves. But if McMahon has a 30-home run season, on top of a 25-plus home run season from Jones and Montero, and Chris Bryant can hit 25-plus home runs, that's when you see a resurgence in the Rockies' offense. That's when you see the Rockies really putting teams away at Coors Field. That's when you see the Rockies becoming a more dominant threat at home. They've been able to salvage their home record a little bit more and get and, and get close, but they are nowhere near the dominant that they have been. Mind you, in the year after the Nolan Arenado trade, that 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 team was basically, if they weren't historically bad on the road, they could have been in the mix for things. And why? It was because they were so good at home. And a big reason was because the Rockies were able to use the long ball and have effective contributors on offense using it. It's not easy to just do that in today's game. But what we've seen from the Rockies players, what we hope for some of these young Rockies guys should be encouraging that the Rockies, maybe they're not going to be over 30 right now, but they could, they should be, the Rockies should be able to add a 30 home run plus bat. With Ryan McMahon's 30 home run, 30 home run season potential and Chris Bryant's 30 home run potential there, if those guys get a power surge mixed in with the young guys' potential, we are going to see the Rockies be a much better team at home and really make it harder for teams to come into Coors Field and win. And that will be a sign and a step in the right direction. Because once you're out mashing teams, especially on home, at home, that it, it leads to good things. It leads to success for the Rockies. That's the blueprint. Good defense, outmash. Live with the the fact that your pitchers are going to give up some 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 runs and be able to bounce back. The biggest issue for the Rockies offense, especially of late in the, the last few years, is they haven't been able to respond and come back when they get down a couple of runs, especially on the road. If the team can start hitting home runs both at home and on the road, but it, even if it is especially at home, that leads to a good thing because if the Rockies get above 500 at home, that means they're in a much better spot than where they're at right now, which is eight games below 500 at home and even worse on the road. So... That's kind of my uh, my little thing where I, I really you should read more of that piece. I didn't want to spoil too much of it. It's a great uh, uh, look back at the at the bombers as well. I just kind of wanted to use it as another time to emphasize home runs and uh, emphasize the fact that power hitting has to be a core tenant 
of Colorado Rockies baseball like it was for the Blake Street Bombers there. Uh, Rockies currently uh, tie, uh, 28th in the league at uh, 142 home runs and are being uh, have uh, hit less home runs than the Pirates, Royals, Brewers, Marlins, Tigers, Athletics. And when you look at that's just not a team, a group that you want to be associated with. Uh, and you compare that to the really good teams in the league, uh, like the Braves at 282, the Dodgers at 227, the Rays at 211. The Angels have, have, have hit 210 home runs, uh, but unfortunately it hasn't helped them much. But the Twins at 210, Rangers at 208, Yankees, I know they've struggled, but 205. I mean, that, that, that stuff matters. It adds up, uh, and, and it, it plays a key role in uh, winning the big one as well. If you can outslug your opponent, and you saw it last year in the playoffs, hitting home runs at the right time, is just so, so important in the game of baseball, even as they try to get away from it. Uh, let's take a look at the Giants and the Rockies, how they match up and how they look compared to each other on offense. Coming up on segment number two, as you can tell, I got offense on the brain today. Uh, we will do that here in just a moment. But first, let's tell you about our friends at Jace Medical. Modern medical care and treatment are important, but our global supply chains are fragile. Things like pandemics, natural disasters, and foreign travel may cut you off from the treatment you need. Jace Medical is your solution. Just fill out their online form and one of Jace Medical's board-certified physicians will review it to determine whether medications are safe and appropriate. Then Jace will send you your prescription to one of their partner pharmacies where your order will be filled and mailed directly to your home. You can also send your physician a message for answers to treatment-related questions at any time. Everyone should be empowered to care for themselves and their loved ones during the unexpected. That's why Jace Medical offers the Jace case. Save more than $360 by getting, uh, by getting antibiotics with Jace Medical plus an additional $20 off by using Locked On at checkout. That's the code locked on at checkout on jacemedical.com. That's J A S E M E D I C A L.com. Jacemedical.com. This is the Locked On Rockies podcast for free and streaming on your favorite streaming service. We're bringing you your daily Colorado Rockies talk right here on the Locked On Podcast Network and on your favorite streaming services, the Locked On Rockies YouTube channel, and of course, our friends at Sirius XM and on the SiriusXM app, where you can also find all your Colorado Rockies play-by-play. Rockies and Giants matching up here. 75-71 and 71 San Francisco Giants. 32-39 and 39, uh, away from the Bay for the Giants. But they have had no issues at Coors Field or against the Rockies at all. Uh, only a handful of these games have really been close. Only two of them have been one run. And uh, the Rockies have certainly had opportunities, especially in that last one. But like we were saying in the first one, one team hits more home runs. And uh, that is the game changer. But not too, too many home extra home runs. The, the Giants actually overall look to be a, a little bit worse of an offensive team than the Rockies. The big difference between these two teams is the performance of the pitching staff. And then you can also look at that home run uh, total as well and uh, just the overall performance of everyone. So I wanted to look at the numbers here a little bit. San Francisco on the year 241 batting average, and the Rockies only a 248. But it's just kind of surprising. You look at how different the records are and, and how different the seasons have felt. And I'm sure it's – I kind of – when you follow uh, – uh, locked on Giants over there and you and, and Ben kind of going through the season. I think it's been a frustrating one up and full of up and down for the Giants this season. But here they are again in another late part of the season after flying under the radar. Basically, they are right in the mix of it. 
They are always seeming to be involved in the fall baseball talks. There are very few times have they, I feel like, have they been really out of it. And as we talked yesterday, this is a, a key series, a, a pivotal moment uh, for the uh, Giants in this part of the season, especially now doubleheader uh, and, and things like that. The, the, the Giants could really do some leapfrogging in the standings if they're able to take down the Rockies. But if... The Rockies can limit the damage. If they can limit the free opportunities and they can limit the long balls, they have a chance to, to go after an offense that, that isn't uh, the best version that we've seen the Giants have, uh, have. But the Giants have had no issues hitting Rockies pitching. So let's, let's finish going through the, the, the line here. The Giants, 241 average. They've scored 630 runs. Uh, they've hit 160 home runs, a 316 OBP, a slugging of 392. Uh, and the Rockies are just slightly above in slugging and a little below in OBP. The Rockies are at 309 as a team in slugging 401. They've hit 142 home runs. They have out hit uh, the Giants there. That's uh, obviously why the, the the increase in average there. So so two teams that aren't necessarily a huge dominant offense that that we've seen, but but one has been able to to be more successful, especially when you match things up for the Rockies here. The the, the Giants. In addition to leading the Rockies 8-1 to one on the season series, have only scored less than five runs against the Rockies one time this season, and that was in a one to nothing game. They have scored at least uh, – oh, and I'm sorry. Uh, the, the, the Rockies were able to hold them to uh, a two-run defeat. The Rockies winning 5-2. to two. So two games where the Giants uh, have scored under five runs this entire series or season – against the Colorado Rockies. That's that's the big problem. That's the big issue. I mean, it's it's when the team get they they know how to capitalize. The Giants make the Rockies pay every single time I feel like they're all, and, and and it's it's the same thing with the Dodgers. The Rockies have to play perfectly against these teams. It, this a team like San Francisco. It seems like every single time that they give them an opportunity, they take advantage of it. I mean, back to back to back home runs to get back into a ball game in the last series in San Francisco. And again, putting out a staff of, of pitchers that hasn't really challenged San Francisco whatsoever. So we'll see if this, uh, if this trend is going to continue with the Rockies, but it's a, in order to be successful, the Rockies have to be the ones that are playing the clean, perfect baseball. They're going to have to use Hopefully this improved outfield defense and now this hesitation of runners uh, advancing to their to their advantage to be a team that's able to go out and uh, and do some uh, and, and prevent them from from picking them apart, especially if you're going to have walk issues as the Rockies are going to chase Anderson tonight. Twenty four walks in 68 innings pitched here. So someone that might be giving up the free passes and someone that can get uh, gets damage done. Uh, because of those walks as well. 17 home runs given up on the season by Chase Anderson as well. So something to look at there. Uh, but the, they're just kind of like the Rockies when it comes to home runs, like we were talking about. No one is really dominating there. They just have a lot of people that that are able to hit the hit home runs at least at least a little bit more frequently than the Rockies here because the, the, the highest member of home, the, the total home run count, is only uh number is only 22 for Wilmer Flores. So they 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 don't have a 30 home run hitter 
as well. But it's Coors Field. We know how fast it can get out of hand. In order to sink this this uh, Giants team, you got to keep them off the board, and you got to keep a, you got to pitch clean. And really, you're gonna have to lean on this good defense as well to keep runners in check and keep these uh, keep any extra base opportunities limited. And we're gonna continue. This is a big series to highlight how impactful that outfield defense can be uh, as the Giants roll into town. It's a four games. Uh, it's it's gonna be even a longer day on Saturday now with a doubleheader, and it's a, it's a key one here as uh, San Francisco sitting there in second place in the division, just like we all thought at the beginning of this year. Uh, above Arizona and San Diego only sitting at 69 wins. Man, I think I said Padres at the beginning of the season. I think I did say that. Or was that last year? I can't remember. Uh, I think I learned my lesson, or at least I hope I learned my lesson. But I, until then, something changes. I It's Dodgers 1, Giants 2, and then just it's a it's – a, who knows how the, how the shakeup of 3 through 5 will go through uh, the rest for the NL West. So – uh, again, it's not a dominant San Francisco offense. It just seems to be when they match up with the Rockies, especially this year. So last chance for the Rockies to to take down the Giants here in this season and, and, and stifle things and shuffle up the wild card for an NL West rival. Uh, the Dodgers are pretty solidly ahead of things, and uh, the Rockies do match up with the Padres, and the Padres are... Pretty far on the outside looking in as well. So if the Rockies want to make an impact here on the NL wild card, at least directly uh, against an opponent uh, from the NL West, it's going to have to come in this one. So uh, let's move on to talking about Kyle Freeland and uh, read about why he was nominated for the Roberto Clemente Award and why this is a really cool award and why uh, it's great that Kyle is up for the award because Again, as we as we looked into uh, when we kind of dug deeper into his 23 se- uh, season, Kyle Freeland is the type of guy I like looking up to as a fan of the Rockies. And I like that he's involved in the communities and is someone that really embodies being a de- I really like that the Denver kid gives back. And that's how they describe it there on uh, on MLB.com. And we'll we'll dive into that here coming up in segment number three. Before we do that, though, got to tell you about our friends at FanDuel. FanDuel Sportsbook is set for the NFL season with incredible offers. America's number one sportsbook, FanDuel's got you covered. New customers can bet $5 and get 200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Plus, all customers who bet $5 will get $100 off NFL Sunday ticket from YouTube and YouTube TV. Now is the best time to join FanDuel. The app is easy to use, and you can bet on everything from spreads to player props and more. And you can still bet on your Rockies if you wanted to. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. And kick off the NFL season with an offer you won't want to miss. If you missed out on the first week in the multi-view on Sunday Ticket on YouTube TV, <laughs> it's a good time. Check it out. Check out all the cool stuff at FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. FanDuel, official partner of the nfl this is the locked on rockies podcast for free and streaming on your favorite streaming service bringing you your daily colorado rockies talk right here on the locked on rockies podcast hey the league is honoring roberto clemente and so i figured it would be a good idea to look at kyle freeland's uh, nomination and why he's a great fit what's really cool is my brother used to when he lived in colorado before he moved was involved with special olympics and he always spoke so highly of the freelands uh both kyle and his wife uh work with special 
Special Olympics, the money they raised, the work they put in. And it's uh, it's it's just so important. I don't know. I just think that's a big reason. There's so much stuff that gets caught up with sports and criticism. And you got to look at the dirty side of things. And, and there's a lot that comes up and goes with and deals with uh, that, that's involved with professional sports. But it's always cool to see the emphasis that players put on service and the emphasis that the MLB puts on this award and players themselves. Players speak very highly of this award. It's an award that means a lot. It's And, and, you, and you know that these players aren't just doing this for this award. Freeland's been doing this his entire career. It's really great when you're able to take the influence that you have in communities and give back. And it matters for smaller places and big markets alike. When a team, when an area has professional sports and when the professional sports give back and get involved in the community, it does increase access to resources and and, and it shows and highlights the the positive relationships that teams should have with their with their host cities and how involved that they should be. I really believe highly in 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 service and in, in doing and doing camps and, and being really involved and using your resources to build and grow the game, but build and grow your community. And it's really cool that, that Kyle Freeland has, has made that a priority in his career and has done so uh, for, for uh, his time in purple. And I want to read a little bit here from uh, his nomination uh, on MLB.com. Since joining the club, Colorado Rockies starting pitcher Kyle Freeland has given back to nonprofits regularly within the local community through volunteerism. When the Denver native arrived to play at the major league level, he took his cue from five-time Rockies Roberto Clemente nominee Ian Desmond and was influenced directly by his perspective on the importance of giving back. Kyle was grateful that Ian helped him helped push him to become more involved in his hometown and Colorado nonprofit communities. Kyle has been involved with Special Olympics Colorado since his early years in pro ball, beginning with his time with the Rockies Rookie League team, the Grand Junction Rockies. Kyle's host mom at the time in Graham Junction, Cam Carmen Brown, was very active in the Special Olympics community, introducing Kyle to the organization and its athletes. Kyle's dedication to Special Olympics took hold in 2018 while on a road, road series in Seattle. Kyle spent his off day at the 2018 U.S. Games in Seattle visiting with Special Olympics Colorado athletes. He interacted with many of the athletes from the Colorado team, and he admired the passion and perseverance they displayed. Since then, he aims to do as much as possible to support the organization's athletes. In the past few seasons, Kyle has held fundraising raffles with unique special baseball items. This year, one lucky Special Olympics Colorado raffle winner will receive Kyle's exclusively designed practice glove at the end of season. And I think he's also giving away, I think, Otani and Trout signed baseballs. All the proceeds benefit uh, Special Olympics Colorado and the Rockies Foundation has uh, te teamed up with Special Olympics Colorado for years to host fantasy camp for kids specifically for athletes with intellectual disabilities and Kyle has volunteered regularly throughout the baseball season in the Rockies sponsored base youth baseball clinics and looks forward to events each year. Kyle and his wife Ashley have also supported uh, Special Olympics independently of the Rockies team efforts. Kyle and Ashley take every opportunity and support and advocate for the nonprofit, knowing it's all about the teamwork, cheering each other on, and supporting his teammates. Kyle appreciates being able to lend his supports to the Special Olympics of Colorado. 
And this year, Kyle attended a golf tournament specifically raising funds for year-round programs, sports, training, leadership opportunities, and health screenings for nearly 16,000 children and adults in Colorado. And he uh, finishes it by saying, Kyle loves being from Denver and giving back wherever possible. Being a Denver kid is a point of pride for him as it's giving back to where possible to his hometown. So it's awesome. I mean, I, I, it's, so if you haven't voted, you can go and you can vote uh, for Kyle or the other. I mean, what's cool about this award it's one where you should really be encouraged to go and look at the, the feats that the, the other athletes are doing as well and, and, and seeing what you uh, – and, and just supporting that because supporting this award, supporting these initiatives supports communities, and it's, it's a really great way for, for athletes to, to be able to give back and help out because those opportunities, those moments, and everything really, really matter, and it's really, really cool to highlight – different individual things in the spirit of one of the most important athletes that we've ever had in sports and, and just in baseball, especially. So uh, really cool stuff. And I, I just, uh, I have a soft spot for local stuff, giving back. And I'm just kind of in this point where I feel like I got to be doing more in my communities as well. So I've just been thinking a lot about that. And I just wanted to read from, from that to just kind of give you an inside look of uh, why Kyle Freeland is up for the Roberto Clemente award. You can find out more and you can see that they, I know they raise a great deal of money and they do a bunch of stuff. So, uh, you know, it's supporting Colorado kids doing Colorado things and what's more fun and what's more Colorado than playing sports year round and being outside and running around there. So really cool to see. And uh, like I said, I, I, I will always like Kyle Freeland. I, I just, you know, it's, it's stuff like this. It's, it's on field performance. It's where he's from. It's, it's how he's carried himself. It's, it's, it's moment. It's things like these that make Kyle Freeland a guy to root for. And, and I feel good about rooting for. So cool to see. Go check out all the nominees. Go check out more about the award. You can uh, nom uh, vote now online there at MLB.com for, for uh, your choice for the Roberto Clemente Award. You can see that there. Rockies taking on the Giants here tonight. 640 first pitch. Logan Webb and Chase Anderson, I believe. I don't know if anyone got moved. I can't remember. But that's th those were the pitchers slated for uh the game last night it might might change uh, i haven't seen the updated lineups uh, at the moment but uh they go for a doubleheader on saturday and then sunday they finish things up so we'll see where the giants end up in the wild card race at the end of this series i mean, lots of san francisco fans going to be watching for that so folks that's going to do it for today's episode of locked on rockies thank you so much for tuning in and joining us we'll be bringing you more rockies coverage next week after the weekend of course Thank you for making us your first listen of the day. Thank you for finding us on your favorite streaming service and SiriusXM and the SiriusXM app. Don't forget, post your comments in the Locked on Rockies YouTube channel. Let us know your Rockies hot takes, your thoughts on the team, and what you think is going on with the club. Uh, for your second listen of the day, Locked on Broncos, Locked on Avalanche, Locked on Nuggets, Locked on Buffs. Lots going on in Colorado sports. Don't miss out. Locked on Podcast Network has you covered. Until next time, I'm Paul Holden, signing off.